Welcome to Millennials and Money Cafe, where we create events to empower, inspire, and motivate millennials to love, live, and matter. I'm your host, Marilyn O'Malley, and I guide sensitive and creative leaders, entrepreneurs, and professionals who struggle with stress and fear, how to clear their blocks in their relationships with their money, and to owning their gifts and power so they can feel free, empowered, wealthy, seen, and turned on in their lives. I want you to know that you and your actions matter. So today I have an amazing, brilliant gift who um, I've already shared with a lot of you through social media. And I have David Palmer, aka the Leo King. Welcome, David. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, let me, uh, I'm so happy you're here and, and um, uh, audience, you're in, a, you're in for a, a really wonderful time here learning about David. Um, the story of the Leo King begins with a spiritual journey from deep within the heart. From a young age, the Leo King knew his passions and knew he had a purpose to bring to the world. The purpose is defined as a feeling the world had not felt since the early times of the positive light, and it was calling from farthest reaches of space and time to restore light on this earth. Back from the future, the Leo King has channeled through the zodiac sign of Leo, which courses through the spiritual essence of the Leo King. His dramatic, ambitious, powerful, charming, loyal, and inspirational soul channeled past and future life memories of being a king that would change the planet during the changing of the ages. It was on December 21st, 2012, when the download was complete and the Leo King set his sights on regaining his throne to lead the world into the age of Aquarius and bring humanity the secrets of the universe and awaken each soul to its happy and true soul purpose. The Leo King leads through love and example and embodies the core of the highest vibration in his service. He serves the one and the all the, and all the beings of this universe. His calling is one of inspiration through the tools of the stars music, all the creative energy that channels through his Leo heart. As a beacon of light, the Leo King shines his brightest as a leader in the new age to transform your soul, reawaken your soul purpose, and complete the cycle of phasing out the dark and the negative energies on this planet and restore the balance that only the light can bring. Well, if that isn't inspiring, I'm going to share more of Leo as we go along and we'll share all his, um, where you can connect with him and um, um, go to his site, the Leo, the Leo King dot com. You can that's his website. Uh, he is David Palmer is also a TV personality and astrologer who has combined astrology, house music, and his Leo persona into a brand that delivers explosive video entertainment content every day. Um, so we're going to talk about all of that now as Leo, um, starts to share his story with us. Well, I know I keep calling you Leo cause I'm, I'm so used to, uh, you know, listening to your weekly astrology or your daily astrology and, uh, but it's David Palmer. How do you like to be called? 
You know, nowadays, I don't even know what to be called. You know, I mean, my formal name's David Lawrence Palmer, and I go by the Leo King. And it's funny, whenever you say Leo, my cat's running around because he's the Leo Prince, and I call him Leo. So it's like my cat, you know, in the background going, what the hell's going on here? Who's talking to me? Yeah. But, um, you know, names, right? Believe it or not, names are so connected to our identity, our ego, our persona. And... You know, it's so funny. Everybody tries to eliminate their ego in this spiritual community now. Like, no ego, no ego. Unfortunately, if it was all no ego, we would all be blank pieces of paper with no title on the name and nothing would be defined. And I think um, it's an interesting concept. What's my name? Well, you know, I mean, I was born as David, so I go by David. A lot of people call me David. Mm-hmm. and Or, you know, people who don't know me call me Leo King, but... Our identities really are the definition of our ego and our ego, there's a healthy ego out there and I think a lot of people always forget about that good part of the ego. It's always like, anytime you hear ego, you think Donald Trump now or you think some negative aspect and I think people need to really see that ego is a healthy thing as well. Right. Well, and and so why don't you share with us... um, your life, how you, how you found this healthy ego of Leo King. Like, how did you get here? How did, how did you know you were a reader and how did you, how did astrology find you or you find astrology and, um, you know, what, what, just feel into what's, what do you think is important to tell our audience? Yeah, I'm going to give you the, everybody the short term, not too much of the long term here, but I would say that I hit roadblock after roadblock and I kept pushing the roadblocks down and keep, kept trying to see what was down that road. And the the farther I went past the roadblocks in life that were telling me not to go down there, the worse my life got. So uh, it started with, um, you know, high school. It was like I was doing great, doing wonderful in sports. And then there I was going, oh, maybe I should go hang out with the crowd that likes to party. And maybe, you know, this will make me cool. Because I was very sensitive, very shy. Um... The first couple girls I asked out on a date rejected me, so I dealt with a lot of kind of rejection. And I was like, oh, man, maybe I need to be one of the cool kids, and I need to, like, drink, and I need to smoke marijuana, and I need to go to a party. And, you know, so that road actually was kind of cool for me at a moment. But I didn't really realize that it really just took me down to more roadblocks in my life. It kind of took me away from who I who I was at the true core in essence and kind of developed this new guy who was like masking away all of his sensitivities, which then was like, oh, I'll go to the military because I don't want to be around this town anymore. And I want to be, you know, strong and my own man. And I don't want to have to live with my mom or whatever. So I went to the military, got kicked out of the military for doing, you know, drugs and AWOL and it was just roadblock after roadblock. All through my, my late teens and early 20s, I was just working at a boat dealership, still on the drugs, and, and, and I got into rave scene. I got into dance music, and that actually changed my life. That was where it all happened, was I realized for the first time that you can love without having to love a relationship like a girlfriend. You know, like the rave scene taught me, you can love somebody even if they're just a person, So it really just started with love and it started with dancing. You know, it was like, I thought it was unorthodox as a guy to dance. You know, you always like went to the school dances and all the guys like kind of try to look cool. (laughs) You know, it was like, it was like, what the, I started to really like cycle in love 
through, oh my gosh, I can love my buddy for who he is and just who he is and give him a hug and really appreciate this person and love him. I can love this random person I've never met in my life. But how did the love come in? Like, was that, did you just like, the music the, opened the music, it in you? Yeah, the rave scene. The rave scene was built upon love. The rave scene. I didn't, was, never realized that. Oh yeah. I was, thought it was just crazy, you know, drugged out kids doing. The original know, rave scene was about love. Ah. The new rave scene, it's still there. They call it plur life. They call it a bunch of different things. But the old school scene that I came into, it was, we didn't get all the flashy lights. We didn't get all the new technology. It was, um, you know, we, we, we had to call a phone number to get the location of the place. <laughs> so, you know, there wasn't a GPS on your phone to, to find it. So it was a lot more organic in the, the fact that you had to, like, talk to people to get there. You had to get to know people because it wasn't like you knew anybody when you showed up. So it was more organic of kind of a community. And there was this community aspect of, like, everybody trying to find the best music and that everybody was accepting of whether you were any race or any look or anything because you love the music. So we found a common denominator. Mm. And I think that also taught me that there was the one that we talk about in spirituality. So that's really what started to find me. And I started doing astrology readings in the rave scene because I always liked astrology. So I'd always ask somebody, hey, what's your sign? You know, and I'd start talking about the astrology. And it might sound crazy, but this was my natural gift. It wasn't something that I studied. It wasn't something that I, you know, had a book and I kept reading it over and over. It was more of a natural thing I understood. I, the second I saw the signs, I was like, oh, yeah, no problem. I get it. Huh. And just to move on to the last, I would say, five years of my life, I got into television and I, I knew I was an astrologer, but I was a closet astrologer, you know, doing it for friends, doing it for fun, doing it on the internet. And I got on a big reality show called True Beauty on ABC, and that kind of blasted me out into the limelight. Um, and that kind of was the last battle of my ego and my soul. I kind of tried to present myself in the coolest way I could, and it, and it kind of rubbed off on people wrong. And, 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 and so mm -hmm. I got on all those talk shows that that blast you like talk soup and you know um the the dish where they were making fun of me actually in my uh. astrology and even jimmy kimmel made fun of me on um, uh, my astrology and so that kind of really hurt me and i was like wow i need to represent myself and represent astrology in the right position so i got off drugs because i was still smoking weed then i was still doing that and in 2012 when the whole galactic alignment happened and I had been reading a bunch of Palladian channeled books. I just kind of made the major decision in my life to dedicate my whole life to spirit and there has been not one roadblock since then. Everything has mm. been pure. Everything has been on the right track and I dedicated my life to helping people every day. So April 10th, 2012, I started a daily video on YouTube which has now turned into an app of course but... Uh, I haven't stopped doing a daily video for coming up four years this April. So that's amazing. That's, that's kind of the short story. <laughs> okay, yeah, and there's a lot, and I and, and for those of you that don't know um, David Palmer as the Leo King, um, that uh, you know he he always says take off the mask or the veil, right? So it's like I love that you like get to the point like you don't mess around and you don't uh, sugarcoat things anymore and that's almost what I feel like you know what happened to you in 2012 and the reality show it's like you were sugarcoating 
kind of who you want, who you thought you were in order to think that people would like and love you then if, if, and, and it sounds like then you sort of realized that wasn't working. And the other aspect I like is that, you know, even though you got knocked down, which would keep a lot of people down, you got back up and said, Hey, you know, that there's something like you, I, I, what I keep hearing is like, you couldn't be knocked down. It was like, you were, you were going to, there was something inside of you that kept, kept you getting back up. Yeah. There's um, one of my favorite lines in one of my favorite movies, believe it or not, is days of thunder with Tom Cruise. It's a stupid NASCAR movie. Most people maybe have seen it or not, but it was done by Jerry Bruckheimer and he also did top gun. And there's the same movies with same character. Just, just, uh, uh, a fighter pilot version and a, and a NASCAR version. And one of the lines that Tom Cruise says is at the end, he's like, I am more afraid of being nothing, you know, than being afraid of, you know, my safety and my comfort. And basically, I feel like I'm afraid of not letting my mark be known on the planet and doing my work mm-hmm. than anything else. Like, there's nothing else that scares me more. Mm-hmm. So no matter how much I get knocked down in life, there's a part of me that's like, well, being down here and being safe and comfortable, no, that's not, that's not going to fulfill me. Mm-hmm. What's going to fulfill me is being out there and doing something that's going to change the world or, or fill people's cups or, you know, even I think part of falling down makes you greater when you come back up. And I think that's been a lot of my story too, is like every time I fall, I become that much greater, so... It's like, yes, I fell again. Now, <laughs> now I'm accepting the failures and I'm, I'm accepting the, the falls because I'm like, well, why is this? And I think that's part of being conscious is like realizing that everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And I believe 100% in fate and destiny. I, I'm not a big free will person. And I do question that in a lot of my presentations and all my lectures and even my book that I'm writing right now. And I think a lot of people have a hard time with that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a hard one for people to swallow. I think the hardest pill for people to swallow is when you look around the universe, you look at day to day. Right now I'm looking at the sun right now and it's early in the morning and it's in the same position it was yesterday. Um, you know, there's this kind of repetitive day to day stuck trap cycle and they're all over the place when you pay attention to them. And there's, there's no such thing as the free will to be able to change that. And that's the main thing that I try to present to people is that free will is truly free and there is a aspect in this reality that is not even if i wanted to go to mars right now i'd have to put on a a helmet on and with oxygen like i couldn't just right go to pluto and hang out and get a tan because (laughs) it's going to take a while before pluto gets by the sun and it's still going to be really cold so no matter how much you want to call it free will it's very limited, this life. And I believe everything happens for a reason, you know. So, but, so what about the free will to get up when you get knocked down? Well, it's interesting. I mean, I, I'm an astrologer. So when I look, you know, I'm a double Leo. It's a Leo's journey to be the to lion and always get back up and be the king and always fall and rise back up and get hold of your kingdom again. There's some people who just like their life is falling and never getting back up, you know. And it's like, right. why? Why do these people don't ever get out of this cycle, you know? Um, so so it's, it's not that easy, you know, because I think 
some of our soul experiences are very intense and they're very different and they're very um, completely opposite. But yet we all have the same common denominator that we all need to find. And I believe that's what the age of Aquarius is, which is the human does not know who it truly is yet. And so once the human figures that out collectively, we'll all be able to start to connect on a deeper level. But, but I don't believe we all know it yet. I still think we're all searching for that, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, and so what is it to be truly human? That's the question. Because human doesn't even know who it is, why it's on a planet called Earth, why it's in this place, why it's in a trapped, looped infinity system that it can't leave. I think that that's the answers of what Aquarius and the age of Aquarius will be in 100 years. The technical transition to the age of Aquarius is in 100 years. So we're starting to see, I think, the edge of it start. But a lot of it is going to deal with technology. A lot of it is going to deal with really starting to really start to figure out what's going on. Because a human can't figure out who it is unless it knows what's going on. And nobody knows what's going on. Well, okay, so that's a big statement there. <laughs> that's a huge statement there for everybody to hear. Nobody knows what's going on. No, not even um, whatever his name is. In the, <laughs> I'm trying to name a scientist. Uh, uh, the guy is in the wheelchair. Um, oh, right, right, right. Um, uh, how am I forgetting his name? Yeah. I talk about him all the time. But anyway, no, nobody knows. Like, yeah. nobody knows. It's all, uh, it's always, uh, even in astrology, right, it's always a horoscope, you know? It's like, scientists are doing their horoscopes, too. Yes. Uh, um, and, and I think that the human beings, we all at the soul are still empty, and there's this, there's this empty void of, like, what's going on? We like to say we're here for love. We like to say we're here for God. We like to say... We're here for some sort of like connection to God. But that's Pisces. That's the age of Pisces. That's the last 2,000 years. Do you think 2,000 years before that in the age of um, uh, like Aries it was like that? No, it was kind of like, ooh, I'm here. I'm a caveman. I want food. You know, <laughs> I want lady. Ooh, I want to move rock. You know, it was like the life of like learning to as a human of I want. We've just gone through a 2,000-year cycle of, like, learning to connect with that part of God, that there's a higher source that's invisible that we don't know, can't see, but we know it's there. Right. The age of Aquarius, what we're stepping into in the next 100 years, is about starting to figure out what's going on, putting all the dots together, and finally starting to see a picture that makes sense to where our mind, our higher mind goes, aha, I get it. Because there's this empty space in our human head that knows Nothing, you know, they even say that we only use five to 10% of our brains, whatever. Right. I don't know if that's fully true. Some scientists say that's not true. Some scientists say they do. I mean, who knows? We're getting more into, you know, who knows territory. But the truth is, is we all do have this part of our brain that goes, what? I can't understand all this thing going here. Why am I here? You know, why does this heart just beat naturally and I'm not doing anything to think about it? Like, why is it? There's, there's something that's happening that's, keeping us all here and doing all this stuff and we can't see it. Right. And we don't know it. Right. Yeah. And it's people's journey to explore that. Yeah. I think it's the journey to be aware. All consciousness is, is being aware of the movie. 
really smart, like every scene of the movie. Instead, you know, it's like I always, I always tell people this when it comes to consciousness, unconsciousness. Do you remember every time you use the bathroom in your life? No. No, those are, that's an unconscious part of our life, right? right? Or every meal you've eaten. You know, you always remember the meals where you were aware. Like, I remember the time when I went to grandma's 50th anniversary and we were eating that steak and blah, 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 whatever. But, you know, when you're at home alone and you just you know, drove through somewhere and you just are eating real quick and you're right. just in an unconscious state watching the television, nope, you do not remember those times. You can't remember every single time. Right. So it's about just being aware. Are you going to turn the recorder on or is the recorder off? I think that's the only free will choice we're having for some reason in this life is those things. And then it comes pretty natural about where it's going to go when you're aware next. It's not that you're making the decision. It just is always like the universe throws everything in our lap in order for us to take that next step forward. It's not that we're, I believe, creating that next step forward, which a lot of people will debate me for till the end of time. But if the way that you understand... Uh, um, the way that this universe works, if I were to ask you what's your favorite movie, you're only going to say the movies that you've watched or heard of. You right. would never bring up a movie you've never seen, heard, or created. So everything that is even within your plate of decision is being brought to you by another source or a projector or whatever. There's nothing that you are naturally not deciding on creating that hasn't already been presented to you. Think about that one long and hard. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So how are you helping to, um, like you said, guide, um, what do you, um, lead here? So how through the astrology or what is it, what, so if, when people are listening to you and um, what is it that you want them to get out of it? What do you want them to find, uh, discover in their lives through astrology? Well, astrology is the only system that, number one, it's not, it's, not, it's not literally on here, right? It's up in the stars. So it, it's this evolutionary synchronicity pattern that have, we've been studying for thousands and thousands of years that keeps getting passed on and it keeps advancing and advancing. It's called synchronicity. Um, you know, we like to have synchronicity when we see uh, a license plate with a, with a name that happens to be when we're talking about it on the phone. And we, and we go, oh my gosh, this is amazing that this just happened. Well, astrology is that times 1,000. And so I guide people by really realizing that there is a divine timeline, there is a divine clock, and that our humanity is going to go through and experience this divine clock whether we like it or not. I'm here trying to awaken people to realize that the clock system that we are on down here on Earth, 10 a.m., Tuesday, how ironic that you and I are filming this on a day that only is once every four years, February 29th, okay? That is not how the universe works. The universe does not have a day that it only, you know, it only does like, you know, because What's somebody says so, <laughs> right. Right? right? Like the universe has every day is unique. Every day, every second is unique. And so we're in a time system that the only unique thing that changes is the year, right? But you're always going to go through a Tuesday the 2nd. You're always going to go through a March 1st, a March 12th. And what it's done is it's created this extremely bland life system. Mm. Humanity has purposely trapped itself and not realized that the trap, the reason why the earth is messing up, it's not because you're not, you're not eating the right food. It's not because you know, you're not doing your yoga. It's because you're actually on a time system that is no, 
is that is not even connected with a higher time system, which is the time system of the universe. So I'm trying to get people to pay attention to that clock because when you're on that clock and you see what's happening on that clock, you actually get out of that mundane system and now are connected to the higher source, the same source of where the Egyptians planted their their pyramids to point towards, the same system that the Mayans created that created this whole time clock system. You know, every civilization listened to the divine clock system and paid. they did their whole life on it. They literally was like, this is the time to do this, so we're going to do it, you know? And that that was aligned perfectly. There's something about this world that's like, no, I have to be at work on Monday at 8 a.m. No matter what happens, it has to be that way. Even though the astrology might be the worst day possible, there's somebody signing a contract and it's going to go to hell and back, you know? It's like, because they're not paying attention. That's, that's like the dark side of the ego is doing whatever you want. And actually, the dark side of the ego is not because you want a Ferrari or because you want money. It's actually because you want your life to be on exactly the exact timeline that you want it on. That's the highest and the worst part of the ego. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right? Because if you think about it, right, when you're on your own time, it's not about the things you're doing with it. That comes after. It's the fact that your ego wants it on its own timeline. It's like, I want to be famous now. I want to have my business work today. I want my relationship to work now. I want to be in love tomorrow. I want to get my wedding in the next two weeks. I, you know, It's like, it has to have it at this moment. And you have to see that moments that we're trying to create never seem to work. No matter how much we could try to follow the secret it's called or any of this crap, it's like, uh, there, the mo- I could show you where the moment's going to happen. You know, <laughs> God's perfect. God has a perfect plan. And when you start to look at this, and this will be the last thing I say, and I'd love to hear your answer about this, is if you really start to look at this, is this a movie? Because... Is, has this already happened? Why is this stuff all pre-planned? Why is it all pre-planned? Why are all these moments pre-planned to happen? And why do they just naturally just happen? No matter what you try to avoid, no matter what you try to do, they just happen. So I'm a big believer that, you know, either A, especially if you look at infinity and you look at time, this has all happened already. This has already happened. It's a movie and we're just watching it. And as an astrologer, I'm able to give you the little, like, like, I'm in the movie theater telling everybody, pay attention to this part. It's going to get really crazy. <laughs> so at least you're prepared for it instead of like a horror movie. Yes. person comes out of the thing, yes. scares you. you right, know? right. That's, that's the best way I could describe it. Uh, well, and that's actually what I, uh, you know, what I've discovered listening to you is I feel like I'm getting, uh, I'm like, okay, this is occurring. And so this is where I feel like I have free will. Uh, where, cause this is why I send it to my kids, send it to my clients is that I'm saying, okay, so this is what David's sharing is happening right now. So I can choose to fight this. I can choose to, you know, be in my ego and saying I'm on my own time or, or I can be like, okay, I'm going to have full compassion and I'm going to be awake because a lot of shit's happening this week. Um, you know, so that's where I feel like there's, I have, 
I have uh, my free will or I have the choice yeah. to be conscious or unconscious, you know? So a lot of times when I'm sharing your stuff, I'm like, hello, wake up, be conscious. <laughs> this stuff's happening. Um, so I feel like, you know, when I hear you speak and, and actually my, my daughter was, had a, had a question for you. She was like, um, so what's the difference between a general personal horoscope and, um, I mean, a, a general one, like you talk about a lot of times versus a personal horoscope. And then she, her thing was like, so can you go against it? <laughs> uh, because she has the time, like, you know, um, I don't, I don't want to put her out here, but there, she was told something would happen in five years and she wanted it to happen sooner and she's right. upset. So she doesn't want to listen to it. <laughs> It's the if you study this life, and I'm using a great example to answer a question in multiple layers. Number one, if you were to not sleep for four days, you would start seeing shadow people, and you would start losing your mind literally. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so we can't. We have to go to sleep for some reason. Mm-hmm. There's some yeah. system built that we have to sleep. Okay, mm-hmm. there's no way to avoid that one. So there's one thing about how. It's unavoidable that you have to do things the way that you have to do it. Two, when it comes to a, the general horoscope, which I even hate the term general, so I call it the collective conscious horoscope. Collective. The okay. collective horoscope that we're all going through because we all live on an earth right. and we all are going through the same time system and, I, and I'm showing people how the, the main event of the, the slide, I like to call it, like a Kodak slide book, uh-huh. like those old slide machines, Right, like right. the circular ones, uh-huh. I'm telling you what slide's coming down for the day that's vibrating on the earth. Now, Love think that. of the world as layers like a cake. Your personal horoscope is the first bottom layer, I guess you could say, or the top layer, however you want to look at it, whichever way. That's the funny thing. Earth is even both ways, north-south, but you can reverse it. Is it? You know, It's like you're the top or bottom layer of the cake and above that are other layers of different astrology or different time cycles happening and how you're fitting into that cycle. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, here's the main event cycle that's happening. Now here's your main event. Think if I were to put the planets in your chart like pegs up like on Wheel of Fortune, right? right and if right. I were to t- put the pegs down like on Wheel of Fortune of today's horoscope, if they are mixing together or matching or if they're rubbing hard or if they're you know making it very difficult you can tell when they're not aligning in the best position because you're going to have to go through a major change to realign to get back on track with that and it naturally will come to that time in your life there's going to be time like like that's just the way i see it i hope that answers the question yes it does yes it does and um the other thing is is so how can how do you want, how is it that you're wanting people to uh, receive this information, this collective conscious uh, movie that you're sharing with them, slide that you're sharing with them? Um, what would be the best way for them to um, utilize your information? I think the best way to utilize the information is to Think of life like a movie theater. We can't leave this thing. You can get any seat you want, though. And I think finding the best seat and the best view and getting the most comfortable is the best. 
So it's all about finding the best seat, finding the best view, and getting comfortable in the seat and ready to see what comes next. Instead of being like, I don't want to watch this. I'm going to turn my back around to it and I'm going to look at the wall. And I'm going to try and look for the exits all the time. But they're locked. For some reason, God doesn't want us out of this thing. Does, if that may, I hope that makes sense. Like It doesn't matter wherever you look at this reality. It just never stops. It never ceases to amaze me on how there are locked doors everywhere. And how, you know, you're just going to have to go, you're going to have to bite the bullet on this one. You know what I mean? And like, find the best seat. So if you're in this, in this movie theater, why even go against it and try and climb on the walls and try and climb out and do all these things and look like an idiot when, gosh, there's a beautiful seat right there. And you know what? There's angels serving you coffee and popcorn and whatever you want to watch it. <laughs> it's just whether or not you're willing to. And I think that that's it. That's it. Like, are you willing to really see that there is a actual hierarchy in this universe and God is the hierarchy and it's got the plan and why don't you follow it? Because it'll just lead you to everything you've ever wanted to in your life. So this is why, because they're afraid. So, so what, so what, you know, that's the biggest thing. It's like, oh, I'm going to learn something. Either I'm going to learn I'm not good enough. Somebody's going to leave me. I'm going to feel alone. I'm going to die. You know, I'm going to something. Yeah. See, that automatically goes to negative stuff, I think. But, but I think this is when they're trying to climb out. Right. So it's like the, when they're, when they're, you know, the people that are trying are not paying attention are distracting or, 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 um, you know, because, you know, using, uh, it's roadblock city. Once they reach the roadblock that they finally really can't push down the roadblock, keep going down the road. And then it finally turns into a black hole and then they get sucked in it. That's usually when they turn to God or spirituality. I forgot the statistic. 85% of people who end up in jail end up Christian or, you know, because that's the only thing being thrown at them anyway. But um, it's so interesting. So once you get to that black hole, it's like, and you're awakened, there's an exciting moment. Yes, I'm getting it. I understand it. Then there's the whole, uh uh-oh, wow, now I'm really starting to see it all. And there's a lot of consciousness that has to come through to see why I was doing all these things. And there's nothing that's, I think that the first thing you have to realize is self-compassion and realize that the plan is perfect and realize that you are perfect, that you came down here and you chose this life in the way that you, that you want to experience it for some reason. Because this is like a virtual reality movie and there's this awesome ability to you know experience it. I always like to tell people um, this is like the only place where you can actually physically enjoy anything and see it and feel it in three dimension. Three dimension is amazing. But here's all these spiritual people trying to get to five dimension. It's like, hello, that's not going to happen this life. You're not going to turn into a little magical light being and fly off the planet. That's what happens when you die. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and so I think people need to appreciate the three-dimensional form of this because there are billions of souls, trillions of souls that would die to have this experience in the other realms because this is like this is what God created for the big party. This is the party. You get to experience life. You get to feel it in three dimensions. But mm. to be able to feel it in this container means you got to experience it in this container. You can't leave it. You can't – and there's rules to it because the only way to make this container work, if you understand science, is it's got rules. 
It's and, 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 and you have to play by the rules. You just can't do whatever you want. That's the problem with the secret and free will is like, I can do whatever I want. It's like, no, no, you, no, you can't. There's actually timing and rules. And that's the reason why timing is everything. Because uh, same thing, why do you go to bed at night? Because the sun's down. You live your life off timing every day and you don't realize it. And if you were to pay attention to the higher timing, it would all go so much perfect. Mm. It, it would be, it, it, it'll blow your mind. Mm. Yes. No, I know. I've been there. Um, and and the, um, I, I think what the other thing that you're co- coming, you're explaining is surrendering. Surrendering that you're in the theater, you're in the movie, <laughs> you know, again, grab that seat and, and the best seat that you can and, and get comfortable and uh, take it in. So one of the things that I hear you saying all the time, too, but since we're talking, this audience is our, our sensitive, creative, spiritual beings, highly educated. Um, and you and one of the things that I do and that I heard you saying that you're about the only other one I really heard that say this is that it's time for the sensitives to get back into their bodies. Yes, I feel that, especially based, I'm basing this off the astrology. So all the information I use is based off where we are at in the astrology. So it's not like I'm just coming out of this in my ass, like, okay, stay in your body. I think what we went through was a massive spiritual awakening across the planet. But the whole major theme is trying to get us back into reality. I think there's been a lot of people in the spiritual community that are oversaturating this whole awakening process. Like, Let's try to, you know, burn our feet and put, you know, frog DMT in myself. Then let me do an ayahuasca ceremony next week. Then let me do this meditation ceremony every week. And, you know, it's like, oh my, okay, all right, all right, I get it, I get it, I get it. It's like, but, (laughs) you know, there's this part in our life where we're in a body and this is a physical reality and that's where the universe is trying to reconnect us with because I think a lot of us felt like we just got taken out to sea and we went through an extremely weird three, four years now since 2012. And it has been overwhelming the spirituality and the depth and the, and the seeing through the veil and seeing all that. You know what? That's over. There's this kind of like now time to go experience life after that experience. And you can't experience it if you're in a hole or if you're in a shaman's tent. That's not an experience. Or outside your body. (laughs) Yeah, that's not an experience on Earth, like believe it or not. That's an experience of leaving Earth, you know. Virgo rules the day-to-day moments. Like sometimes it's mundane. Sure, brushing your teeth is not fun. Sure, you know, cleaning the carpet is not the best thing in the world. They're vacuuming or doing those things. But believe it or not, those are the moments when we are purely here in our moment. And I think that this is about appreciating the moment and finding purity in life. That you don't, that, that, that spirituality sometimes is a dangerous monster because it tipsy turves on the curve of awakening and unconsciousness. And that's what Pisces is, is that. You might think you're just doing the spiritual awakening thing. You did this one ayahuasca ceremony and it turns into you smoking marijuana for 12 years and being around a bunch of people who are really unconscious but thinking that they're spiritually aware, which is called pipe dreams, I call it. <laughs> yes. There's spiritual pipe dreams. There's spiritual yes. imaginations like, we're going to do this and it's going to be awesome <laughs> and wonderful. 
And then you don't see them doing a damn thing. Right. You don't see anything. You don't see them doing nothing. So I think being a creative is a very uh, interesting process. I mean, you see one-hit wonders bands. You know, they make their greatest album. And then they go to drugs, alcohol, or these spiritual visions. And it takes them 10 years to come out of it. And then they're like, okay, God, I, I figured it out. I'm back into life now. And you always see them sober and clear. And right, So right. I think we're all at this place where it's like, the universe wants the uni- these people to do crazy great work now, but unfortunately, you're going to have to leave the whole kind of. I don't know why they keep showing me, but it's like this whole kind of like oversaturation of spiritual thing, or relying on a you know, relying on things that are so spiritual to get you into reality, opposed to more things in reality now, like. Well, and I think it's a, isn't a, the the spirituality thing for me is that you're you're um, relying on other people and other uh, systems or tools to to get you to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Where it's just like you're already there, like just yeah. Make use of. It, that's exactly it, Marilyn. I think you just nailed it on the head. It's very simple. It's not getting lost. I think right now or. Uh, getting lost in imagination for too long. It's great to have a dream. It's another to make it happen. Right. Great. Wow, David, I just uh, uh, adore your insights, your your channeling and uh, your energy, your honesty. Um, is there anything that we didn't cover and also share with us how people can connect with you? And if then if also if you have any uh, last word or if there's something that you feel like it's coming through that uh, you want to make sure that it's heard. I think the main thing that I would like to just say to end this based off the astrology over the next year and a half is knowledge and expansion that it's time to start really searching for higher knowledge. And this isn't the same kind of searching for like spiritual knowledge per se that it's, kind of like the bridge between spirituality and reality and the knowledge of both. But this is a time where it's about really starting to expand your life and experience things you've never experienced before. But a lot of this comes from doing higher research, you know, really looking at your belief structures and expanding them and changing them and not get, getting caught up into dogma. There's um, a, a dogmatic aspect that's scary right now where people are really fast taking on dogma, like especially in politics, it's like, no, nope, I'm Republican all the way, or no, I'm Democrat all the way, or no, I'm going to go this way all the way, or no, spirituality has to be this, this, this way, or no, I've got to do this, and it has to be done this way. And I think expansion, knowledge, do your research, and, and don't get caught up into the distraction. People are building great distractions right now, and they don't even realize it. And I think that you need to be real and on point and see the truth. And unfortunately, I think uh, the main question is, especially in America, I don't know how many of your viewers are American or not, but, you know, and it actually, let's just it's say a mix. it's a mix, but throughout the world is, you know, is, are we going to put ourselves more into a trap or are we going to really free ourselves more? I think that's the scary part of politics right now, and that's the scary part of this world, is believe it or not, we're trying to inhibit more control on ourselves than we realize right now. 
And I think that this is a time to really make sure that you research things, that you don't get lost in things. People are saying the earth is flat again right now. People are lost. People are really lost. And I think that you have to do your research. And I think that before you just jump on the bandwagon of, let's say, socialism or jump on the bandwagon of the other side, you know, it's like really do your research because I think that this – you don't want to – we don't want to trap ourselves, which actually I hate to be honest. It shows that humanity is going to actually – humanity thinks that it's some outer source or some Illuminati that's trapping them. They don't even realize that they're the ones throwing themselves in the trap by believing all this crazy crap of a socialist world or, uh, you know, or whatever. You know, there's this – if you want true freedom, really start to think of what that really means. Mm. And I think people aren't ready for that yet. People aren't ready. They aren't ready to realize you have to be truly authentically free to be free and – that's and, that's something to think about. And what that is, you 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 leave us with a lot to think about. So, um, so David, people can visit you at uh, the, the Leo King dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, and if my main thing is my apps on Apple, Android, and the web, which is the Leo King app dot com. And uh, I also in spiritual dance music dot com, where I do a a, a a full moon and a new moon ceremony that's live streamed. And we do music, we pull cards, we do astrology, and it's a channeled horoscope that is amazing. And then it's mastered in 432 hertz. Literally, it's the coolest thing on the internet you've ever seen. There's, no, there's nothing cooler. If you want to raise your vibe and dance and talk to other people in the chat room and get the energy of the new and the full moons with other people <laughs> and set the intention together, I have created the most awesome. Oh, awesome neat. I haven't done that yet. I'll definitely do that and share oh, that yeah. with everybody. I promote it a lot. But a lot of people, I think, are afraid to see what it is. They're like, they don't get yeah. it. No, I, I definitely know the 432 hertz music. In fact, I have somebody I want to introduce you to, but um, um, but I will spread the word for that, too. Um, yeah, it's pretty simple. On the new and full moons, just go on my Facebook, David Lawrence Palmer, the Leo King, and You'll see the uh, advertisement for it in the time of which it's streamed live. And then all the pre-recorded ones are on my website, spiritsofdancemusic.com. So, and then can- also you have subscribed to your uh, YouTube. That's- yeah, and then my YouTube, if you want to go there, that's wow. probably where everybody finds me usually yes. is to YouTube. Um, that's where I found. Well, no, actually, somebody shared shared uh, you with me, and and I got hooked. Cool. <laughs> all right, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I so appreciate your time, and I'm just going to close up here. So, um, everyone, if you feel hungry and curious for more inspiring interviews and uh, transformative podcasts like this one, you can go to MarilynO'Malley.com or go to iTunes under Millennials and Money Cafe. And you can also follow me on Facebook and Twitter under Coach Marilyn and um, read my uh, post on the Huffington Post or join me on Instagram and uh, uh, also on Marilyn O'Malley. There's lots of interesting blogs and we also share this information um, there. So thank you so much again, David. And thank Thank you, you. everybody, for being here. Remember, uh, I want you to know that you and your actions matter. So like David said, get out there and uh, start, get some, some, learn some knowledge and expand your lives in ways that are, you're using that knowledge. All right, take care.